Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence but committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my shells and kicked in my Tigers are heading to Atlanta to play in the SEC championship game. Welcome to the Mazar Cast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the second annual SEC East Championship edition of the Mazad cast. Although we weren't, we didn't exist during the first SEC East Championship, we're going to go ahead and call it the second annual because we, for the second year in a row, are the East Champions of the SEC. I'm your host, Brennan Steenberg, and of course, and with me as always, is the urinal cake replacement technician for Lambeau Field, Colin Steenbergen. Thanks for having me. Not able to join us this week because he's having vaginal rejuvenation surgery. Brian Goers, congratulations on finally saving up for that surgery, Brian. Yeah, he's been saving a long time. I'm, I'm really happy for him because he's really happy. That's how he's going to celebrate this East Championship. He's yep, going to get absolutely. things tightened up. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it tight. <laughs> so, as you can tell, we're, we're pretty excited. This was a fantastic, historic week for the Mizzou Tigers, and uh, one of the worst weeks ever for everybody else in the SEC, apparently. It really, really was. It, they just... They can take no pride in Mizzou's Success. winning. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. they brought us in. It was their decision. Mm-hmm. They should be happy. Like, we obviously picked a good team to bring in because they are really competitive. Yeah, you know, it's Missouri's third year in the SEC, and I, I've learned one lesson, I guess, is SEC's really easy. Like, we should have joined a long time ago. <laughs> Absolutely. We, all, we just win games against all these teams. They're really, really n- Guess not as good as the Big Twelve. Is that I, what you say? I guess. Yeah. Well, Missouri's much better than most of the SEC. That's what we've learned. Um, and it, we capped it all off. Final regular season game in Columbia, Missouri, on Friday, right after Thanksgiving, against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Missouri hosted the Hogs, and of course, we pulled off the improbable but fantastic twenty-one to fourteen win. I would be lying if I said that I was wildly optimistic about this game. It would be disingenuous. Now, I have become increasingly more optimistic about our Tigers because our defense is so good. And it Mm. is not a fluke. It is not um, a flash in the pan. It has been established. We are a top five defense in the country, in my opinion. And defense travels. And it goes wherever you go, whether it be home or away. And it uh, shows up pretty consistently, typically. Uh, What you never know what you're going to get is um, what you're going to get from our offense and Matty Mock in particular. But I'm going to tell you something. Last two weeks, we've talked about Matty Mock having an okay game. We didn't want to be too hard on him because he hadn't had a good game but he didn't have a bad game. I can say definitively that Matty Mock had a good game, and it was kind of hidden in the first half with his receivers inexplicably dropping everything he threw at them, but he was absolutely putting it on them. Yeah, Jimmy Hunt, uh, strangely, and for such a big game, came out and really had a case of the dropsies. Uh, there was one particular play early where it was going to be a very long pass. That First series of the game. Oh, Matty Mock dropped it right in his bread basket. I mean, Three-yard line. He had to work to not catch that pass. Mm. And then every single senior wide receiver, every big-time wide receiver we had, had at least one drop. Uh, Sean Culkin, uh, th- there's a rule in our offense that Sean Culkin is required to drop at least one pass. And not just drop it, but deflect it up so that the yeah, uh, defense absolutely. has a chance to um, intercept it. 
So he did that. He got that in. Good for him. Uh, but despite those issues, uh, like Colin said, the defense held Arkansas more than held them. They scored two touchdowns in the beginning, uh, in the first half of the game, one of which was a short field situation they converted. And then the defense shut them out in the second yeah, half. Yeah, considering the turnovers that Missouri had and the field position that Arkansas was getting, if you look back at this game, this was a this was an absolutely phenomenal performance by Missouri's defense. Phenomenal. I'll tell you, tell you one thing about tur- uh, about penalties. For the last two, three weeks in a row, we've watched Missouri get stupid penalty after stupid penalty. And don't get me wrong, they had their fair share, thank you Shane Ray, um, against Arkansas. But it was really nice to see the opposing team get nailed by false start after false start on repeat like on yeah we still had a uh delay of game penalty which are just so inferior yeah it's inexcusable is a perfect word for delay of game penalties so other than that though mighty mock i felt he read the defense well he uh he changed up the defense of course he the the style of offense Missouri plays, they read the hand signals from their offensive coaches from the sidelines, which slows down what people call a hurry-up offense, but it is nothing like the hurry-up offense that Chase Daniel ran. Uh, and that, that's led to some of the delay of game penalties when they've seen something out of the defense they don't like and they've changed it up 10, 9, 8, 7 seconds left on the play clock. Mock doesn't always seem to recognize that. But he seemed to be a game manager this week, and especially in the second half. They wore down the Arkansas defense, and they passed, passed, passed all through the game. And then finally, uh, in the fourth quarter, the Arkansas— They assaulted away. They just ran. They, they ran it up their ass. And our offensive line, which is not good um, at most aspects of playing football, um, pushed uh, Arkansas's defensive line around in that last series. And we're getting uh, chunk run plays, burning up clock. It was fun to watch. Um, I, I mean, the first half and the second half, it's a tale of two games, really. I mean, I was literally uh, putting together a people-to-kill list in the first half. You know, Jimmy Hunt, uh, Connor McGovern, uh, Tyler Chappell was on there. You know, he, he was totally outmanned on the offensive line. And then I had to throw all of it out because everybody uh, stepped up big time in the second half. And we scored that first touchdown. Then had the nice little two point conversion uh, trickery. Oh, my favorite part of the game. I loved it. My Give my erection trick. burst from the seams of my pants. I love me a trick play, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that was fantastic. Anyway, so um, after that happened, I was co- pretty confident. I I was on Twitter basically strutting like a rooster, being like, "You guys are done for." Because what I saw was a team that had figured out Arkansas, mm-hmm. and right. what I had also seen was a defense that was absolutely stifling Arkansas. I was like, "We're gonna." We're going to take over this game. And truthfully, it makes me wonder that Hunt drop on the three in the first game. If he would have caught that ball, we score a touchdown on the first series of the game. What does that game look like with the way our defense played? Yeah, and, you know, I agree. And at the end of the game when Arkansas was driving and ultimately that was stopped by Marcus Golden pulling Mm -hmm. away the fumble, um, I was still confident even had they scored and tied up the game and we'd gone into overtime. We just looked like if the longer the game went on, the more we were going to dominate. We looked better and better, and Arkansas looked more and more tired and defeated. So I was I, I gained and gained and gained confidence in the team. And, of course, we pulled off the win. The fans rushed the field. Thank you, $25,000 penalty. Or uh, fine, we'll play, pay to the SEC. I'm happy. Gladly. Yes, indeed. Gladly. Um, and it just felt so rewarding because – Missouri has just been, I gotta say, they've just been disrespected by SEC fans, the SEC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The C Network. I mean, Paul Feinbaum is just without fail. Can he? He almost grimaces when Missouri comes up as a well, top. You know what? I don't almost don't begrudge Paul Feinbaum and SEC fans who hate us. And you know what? Paul Feinbaum said basically was in essence, it's a black eye, or it's just we don't have as much cachet as a Georgia Alabama game. And he's right, we don't have as much cachet. But you know what, Paul? That's what you got. And 
It's what you've got in the last two years, and we deserve a little credit for that. But as a SEC fan, look at it from this standpoint. They had never watched a single moment of Big 12 football. They don't know that we were competitive in the Big 12. They were Missouri, I feel like, was sold to them as Vanderbilt. Like, here's another, here's another gimme. Mm-hmm. And so they were mad at us because we were brag, dragging down their brand. Mm-hmm. And now they're mad at us because we were sold to them as Vanderbilt, and we're kicking their fucking heads in. So there's no winning for Mizzou. And for Mizzou fans that are waiting for this respect from the SEC, will get pre-prepared to wait 50 years. And in those 50 years, you better win a lot because you're not going to be anything but the redheaded stepchild that everybody loves to hate in the SEC. But you know what? I like that role. Make me the redheaded stepchild. Put a big chip on our shoulder. Underestimate us constantly. We'll take it. I, I much prefer that position. I think that it has uh, that sentiment has displayed itself not just at the fan level, but I honestly think there are a lot of these teams that even though the coaches or the you know the game film will say, oh, Missouri's somebody you got to worry about this week, something about it psychologically they think they're not, not as good as the LSU and the Ole Miss team we played the last two weeks. Yeah. It's still Missouri. It's no mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Well, guess what? Uh, Ole Miss didn't score a point against you. We put up 21. It could have easily been 28. And uh, we sent you home crying in your fucking pig soup. So uh, and I have to say, I feel like the Arkansas fans were particularly uh, boastful and peacocky and then uh, big whiny pussies after they got their asses handed to them. One thing that never ceases to amaze me is how quickly the excuses roll out like an avalanche of turds Mm -hmm. the minute Mizzou beats somebody. Whether, oh, well, we had this guy missing or... Uh, we were well, the last place team in the, in the West, and you barely beat us. Okay, well, that's not the way you were talking before the game, assholes. You yeah, were you're awful t- chesty about yeah. your last two wins. Last two wins were great, and you were going to wax our ass, and now you're going, well, what are you bragging about? We're the last team in the West you beat. Oh, God. So now you're bragging about how shitty you are? <laughs> it makes a ton of sense, Brennan. It makes a ton of sense. Well, it, it feels good the last two years because uh, we have won the East, and whether the East is down or not, you got to win those games. We have. Georgia didn't. We did it last year. South Carolina didn't. We pulled it off. Well, I think There's we talked. To, can say. We've mentioned it before. You know, and you when you look in two years back at um, the last two years, you're going to go, "Hey, Missouri won the SEC East uh, two years ro- in a row," and um, nobody's going to remember how it happened or, or all the details. All it's going to say is Mizzou SEC East champions, and right. that's that's what people are going to know. Yeah, and so, you know, people may not have liked Texas A&M or Missouri going into the SEC, expanding the conference, but what has happened in the last three years? Two division titles and a Heisman Trophy winner from the two teams combined. So, you know, I don't know why they're complaining about us because all we've done is bring two quality teams into their conference. You know, so they they just – they like the status quo, and we have certainly – Shaking up the status quo. And I'll tell you something else that came out of this game is Matty Mock's trim potential. Again, yeah. skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. I mean, it's a sell-high kind of uh, kind of week, Brennan. I mean, you know whose uh, trim potential may have climbed last week? That's Andrew Baggett. Andrew Baggett. Me and Brennan have actually established that we are a little bit um, biased. We really like Andrew Baggett, and we always have. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite his many, many, many horrible, horrible kicks, we have always kind of like just turned a blind eye and just really loved him. Well, up. we invested in with those 500 cases of Andrew Baggett uniforms at the beginning of the season. Yeah, those jerseys are now paying off. Yeah, we, you know we're selling them at a premium right now. He had two fifty point plus or two fifty plus yard kicks. He his high. Going into that game, it had been 44 yards. That's his longest kick ever. He kicked two plus 50 last week or on Friday. And, uh, of course, he wanted to remind us he still is Andrew Baggett, so he went ahead and kicked a 20-something chip shot low and got blocked. So that helped us remember, oh, yes, it is still Andrew Baggett out on the field. But uh, those, those points were essential early on because we went into the half 14-6, to six, both on the legs of Andrew Baggett because we did not get into the red zone. So uh, well done, Baggett O Gold. Baggett O Gold. I like that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, there's a lot to be happy about. I Redemption mean, has a name, and it's Andrew Baggett. <laughs> Watch out, Alabama. We're bringing Baggett. <laughs> so... That's what the other part of this equation is that we are in the we are the winners of the East. The winners of the West was just named on Saturday. The Crimson Tide of Alabama beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl, and on top of that, Mississippi State got beat in the Egg Bowl against Ole Miss. So, without a doubt, Alabama is going to Atlanta to face the Mighty Tigers. No one in the SEC, no one in college football world gives Mizzou a chance. I think I might join them. I don't know that Missouri has a chance either. But guess what? The last six games, I have. 
looked at each game, Kentucky game, I was like, I don't know. Kentucky looks good. We won that game. We kept winning. We kept winning. We kept winning. Fuck it. Maybe Missouri can show up and bring a game. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to bet on that, but, uh, it's been an amazing run. They look like they've forgotten how to lose. Well, you know, Arkansas played Alabama to one. Arkansas is, you know, the biggest offensive line we're going to see. Uh, I feel like, um, Arkansas and Alabama actually compare kind of uh, a little bit. Now, Alabama, you're going to have you know five-star athletes up and down the line everywhere, and so I think you saw that last night with Auburn. It's just sometimes like it's like erosion. You know, it just the the the, the level of talent and uh, never ceases. Yeah, and it just it's just keeps hammering. And for a while, you can keep up with them, but after a while, it's just it's just a impossible to ignore just how good they are and they just beat you over the head with talent and um you wear down but i'm hoping mizzou's if mizzou's uh can keep you know listen manny mock played terrific if he takes that to atlanta you, mizzou's got a shot because yeah. you know their defense is going to show up you know the defense is going to travel if manny mock and the receivers show up you know and if mr hansborough is not oh gotta hope he's hurt. healthy yeah uh, last play of the game hansborough gets injured that's a that's a Mizzou luck move there. But, uh, you know, and I'm going to say Missouri's best chance, and this is not a trait of a Nick Saban coach team, but Alabama overlooks them. Alabama's going into the, looking to go into the first ever college football playoff and uh, where they'll likely have to have another two games to win the championship. If they can overlook this Missouri team, and I'm not saying that they will, but if they do, Missouri might stand a chance because that's how they're getting through these SEC games is these other teams looking past them. And uh, Missouri, you know, this is everything for them. They don't have any chance of getting into the college football playoff, beating Alabama. There's, I can't imagine any way anybody could make an excuse about Mizzou having a successful season if they were to beat the Crimson Tide. So this is a huge deal for them. I don't think they're going to be overlooking it at all. Uh, but if Alabama should, you know, maybe we got ourselves a game. Well, that's 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 my hope. You know, that's my hope. I don't want Missouri to go. Um, get their asses kicked i want them to be competitive uh, because that's what everybody's going to predict i mean i i'm ready for an avalanche of people saying that alabama's going to kick our head in and i think we've joked before that we there's a little bit of that uh, in us as well um that they are going to you know we're going to be able to do deep knee bends over a fire hydrant after this game yeah they're going to push our turds way up into our testes <laughs> but way up in there but i but you know there is a part of me that is cautiously optimistic yeah, I think it's just the it's like the gallows humor kind of thing. Like we're fully expecting to get our asses handed to us, but what if not? So here's, here's a here's a fun fact, Brennan. Mizzou has beaten six uh, bowl eligible teams, tied for most in the SEC with Alabama, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Georgia has only beaten four. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that was before last night's game, so it's not completely accurate. But I thought worth mentioning. Well, Georgia didn't beat anybody last night, so it's uh, still accurate. But uh, anyway. One of the things you might get ready for, Tiger fans, is for the onslaught of fucking Nick Saban and Gary Pinkle days back at Kent State and Toledo um, stories from the media. You're gonna be there's gonna be an onslaught of you talk about guys who are gonna give you some awesome sound bites. Um, it's gonna be <laughs> too dull, <laughs> oh my God. monotone, drier than a popcorn fart. But anyway, yeah. So Gary Pinkle and Nick Saban uh, played together in at Kent State. They both coached at Toledo, so they have a very similar background. Uh, Nick Saban's had a little bit more of a storied career since then, but they're meeting, you know, of course, in the SEC Championship, so the news media is going to get all over that, and you are going to be bored to tears of hearing the words Kent State. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Here's here's something that Clay Travis uh, tweeted that I found particularly entertaining. Mizzou, in its three years in the SEC, Mizzou has now been to the same number of SEC title games as Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Texas A&M combined. Been to more title games. Has now been to the same number. The same number of title games. So stepped all over that. In three in three years, we've managed to match all of those storied um, SEC uh, programs that belong. Yeah, but that belong. um, You know, with maybe the exception of A&M because they've only been around for as long as we have. But um, you know, they don't want to give us any respect. That's okay. But I think um, the stats don't lie, you know, and wins are what matter, and we had the most, and we're going to the championship. So you know what, Georgia? Go fuck yourself. Um, Yeah, you know what? Don't forget Arkansas because Arkansas, you know, they came in, they had a 
they had a big they were the hottest team in the SEC the hottest team in college football and they were going to come in and kick our ass uh, go fuck yourself fuck yourself yeah you know what SEC in the hole go fuck yourself fuck yourself yeah you know what and I think uh, ESPN too Paul Feinbaum those guys the predictions about SEC uh, Mizzou they had them like third fourth to fifth uh, in the East mm-hmm. this year or going into the season, go fuck yourself. <laughs> There's a big bag of go fuck yourself right here next to me and Brennan, and we got a lot of them to throw around if we need to. we got a bucket full of go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, I think Matty Mock can say go fuck yourself to us. And yeah, he should. He should. Yeah. He should. Um, bag it too, maybe. Yeah. I think those guys would be well within their rights to drive to your home right now and beat us with a shovel. Well, I would just prefer the Andrew Baggett to. Uh, kick footballs at me because I would feel safer. <laughs> <laughs> and have uh, Matty Mock throw uh, throw passes to you. <laughs> That's right. At you. So I tell you what we're going to do, folks. We are going to take our first break, and then we're going to – we mentioned that there's been you know a little bit of sour grapes going on between some SEC fans, particularly the Arkansas fans who got beat, and the Georgia fans who were hoping Arkansas would win so they, they could back into the SEC East title. We're going to uh, read some tweets from those folks. It's called hashtag – Buck, Missouri. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. So we'll be back in a minute. This is the Mazzotcast. Stop. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. And we're back, and I was just checking the uh, internet, and I saw that, yes, we are still SEC East title champions. Missouri is. Yeah, I, I just I just saw that myself. We are then actually this is the second year in a row. I just noticed. oh is that right? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure before we went into the break if that was still the case, but it turns out it is. It turns out Georgia did not go to the SEC. So. No, it turns out they did not for and, the second year in a row. Yeah, and it turns out our first uh, battle line rivalry against Arkansas, Missouri won that game. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they sure did. So uh, anyway, what we're gonna do now is uh, we're gonna see what those Arkansas and those Georgia fans think about that circumstance and uh, read some of their treats. It's uh, so, hashtag fuck Mizzou sour grapes. Sour grapes. <laughs> Here we go. Brennan, our first tweet comes to us from Zach Thomas at Zach Thomas 472 tweeted, I refuse to watch the SEC championship this year. Hashtag fuck Mizzou. <laughs> and uh, Zach looks a little bit like a Latino, effem- more effeminate Justin Bieber. Just so you know. Yeah, more effeminate. That is something because... Uh, one might not think that possible. <laughs> oh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, I don't know why they playing Georgia on the loudspeakers. We still beat y'all ass 34 to nothing. Fuck Mizzou. Go dogs. <laughs> yeah, go dogs. Go home. Because yeah. that's where you get to go. Here's the reason they were playing Georgia on the loudspeaker. Because that's where we're going to the SEC East Championship game. It had nothing to do with your shitty team, which plays no more football games. Yeah, um, go fuck yourself. Fuck Enjoy your low, lower-tier bowl game, ass bag. <laughs> so um, here's one from Connor Weaver, 34, Mizzou 0, losing my mind right now. Fuck Missouri. <laughs> Apparently, they outscored us 34 to nothing. They, they seem to want to bring that up a lot. Um, they'll have a lot of fun bringing that up at home watching the SEC championship game. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not our fault. It's a rebuilding year, and Georgia had to rely on the last place West team to beat the best East. Fuck Mizzou. Okay, well, so this is an Arkansas fan. It is Benny at the Real Big Truck, which is great. I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's a really classy individual. Yeah. Um, so this is another classic example. I don't want to hear any Sam more tweets from the wine and cheese crowd, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's basically saying his team, Arkansas, is the shittiest in the West, and we had to beat them to get on. So he's quickly turned to, like, we suck, and you had to beat us? You must really yeah. suck. So Three hours earlier, he's talking about how we're the best, we're the hottest team in the country right now. We're going to kick everybody's fucking head in. How quickly <laughs> your stories change. Um, this one, I didn't, I, I must have missed this, but I it, it struck me. Uh, Razor at House underscore Razor wrote, Goddamn, I'm fired up now. Classless piece of shit Mizzou fans booing an injured player. Hashtag fuck Missouri. 
an injured player. Brendan, you were in the stadium. No, that never happened. Um, so, I mean, it, I think were, we were booing the other healthy players plenty because they were all pieces of dog shit. But, no, that never happened. It's just – you know what that is? It's sour grapes. <laughs> it sure is. Sour grapes. <laughs> this comes to us from Scott Taylor. Tuck your tail and leave. Misery, spelled M-I-S-E-R-Y. Get it? Because Missouri. He's very Missouri, clever. Yeah can't win in the Big 12, so they have to go down to SEC and act cool. Fuck Mizzou. That makes, zero, makes fucking zero sense. Who are you insulting? <laughs> I feel like you're insulting yourself. I do, I'd like how we didn't win anything in the Big 12. I mean, we were pretty competitive in the Big 12, and now we're winning championships in the SEC. I feel like we've kind of done well in two leagues now. Just Jack at the Crazy Arky tweeted, Being they forced this shit on us, I guess I'll take part. Fuck Missouri. Tigers suck. Hashtag Arkansas versus Mizzou. Hashtag you're not even Southern. Hashtag SEC fail. <laughs> so apparently he doesn't like us much or us being in the SEC and the borderline rivalry is forced upon them. Um, what I want to say is, uh, is it truly a rivalry, Brennan? Typically a rivalry, you know, you have to be playing for something that both teams have to be competitive. As far as I could tell, Arkansas wasn't playing for anything. In fact, they were last place in their division. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're so upset, actually. I mean, they were just sort of limping out of their season trying not to. If there's, if there's an anchor in this rivalry right now, it's not Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's one from Trevor Bryant, who, uh, who by the way, it's his Twitter handle is Trevor Bryant. 69. That's because he's classic. All class, all classic. Class. That's he never gets old. He appears to be young enough. I doubt he drives. Uh, he wrote, Mizzou can go suck a fucking dick. Fuck Mizzou. <laughs> we will. We well, suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> we're going to go down to Al- Atlanta, Georgia and do it on yeah. December 6th at the SEC Championship. So uh, we'll enjoy that dick tasting. Um, great. Thanks for the help, Trevor Bryant. So Chance Harrison, his name's Chance, so I already hate him, wrote to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're queer if you wear yellow pants. Fuck Mizzou. <laughs> so, a nice little bit of homophobia mixed uh, in. But we are in the South, yeah. Southeast Conference, so you can expect some racism and some homophobia to be mixed in with these. Sean Paul Daniels at underscore SEA underscore dog uh, tweeted, Fuck the system. Missouri don't deserve to play Bama in the SEC championship game. <laughs> um, so, this was a system issue, Brennan. <laughs> Uh, the system where wins count and losses don't. <laughs> yeah, do not, yes. And yeah. That's exactly the system he is complaining about. <laughs> so he's, he's complaining about righteousness and justice. Yes, yes, he okay. is. Well, good. Great game, Bama. Good luck in Atlanta. Fuck Mizzou. Okay, well, that's our first Alabama tweet. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, I really feel like we've made the big time when Alabama is telling us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah, I appreciate the mm-hmm. Bama fuck-offs. Mm-hmm. Alex at... River Lava, L-E-T-H-E. Uh, why the fuck did Mizzou have to win? What the fuck? I mean, we don't really deserve anything after losing to Florida like that, but still. But Hashtag still. fuck Mizzou. <laughs> but still. But still. I, li- I like that's the best argument we've heard so far. But <laughs> But still. <laughs> oh, this has been quite the joy. Yeah. Uh, Dogs on top tweeted, bra, fuck Arkansas. Fuck Mizzou. He's obviously a Georgia fan. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I wonder who he hates more Arkansas for screwing him over or Missouri for uh, taking the title. Luther Van Draws uh, tweeted, Fuck the Missouri Tigers and that whole racist ass state. So here's a Southerner mm-hmm. telling Missouri. That we're a bunch of racists. There has been a little bit of that. The uh, the Ferguson talk has worked its way into the tweets as a, to disparage Missouri. And I have to say, that's all well and good, but you must live in a beautiful crystal glass palace Brennan, if you live in, a, in Georgia. Brendan, you want to get uh, get Pot's attention over there? Kettle's on the phone for him. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> so, yep, that was the uh, one I particularly enjoyed. Rashid Shahid tweeted, if Missouri wins, man, fuck football. <laughs> So he's just giving up on the sport altogether. And I appreciate that Missouri can do that. They can have that sort of influence. I don't need I don't know that football needs him. I, I, I'm pretty sure him. football will carry on. <laughs> football will carry on. Fuck Missouri. Georgia beat these niggas. 34-0. They better not win this fucking game and go to SEC championship. I'm on edge right now. 
so, is read verbatim, I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm not trying to be racist or illiterate. Um, that is just uh, verbatim. So mm-hmm. It's uh, all in uh, all caps, too, so I think that's the biggest crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Keener said, sorry, but fuck Missouri. They don't deserve to go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No, that's straightforward, to the point. I like how the standings, the wins, the losses, none of it matters. It's no, just, they don't deserve it, Brennan. They, we so why, just don't deserve we, it. Why are we even playing? Like, I don't what? know. Should we don't they just we, hand Georgia the title? I don't. We don't deserve to be there. It's pretty obvious from these tweets. Who do you um, think does deserve it? Josh uh, tweeted, fuck the whole state of Missouri. <laughs> so he wanted to encompass everyone. Sorry, Kirksville. You're in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel tweeted, Missouri doesn't deserve to be in the SEC championship. I hope they get their shit rocked by whoever plays. Fuck Missouri. Yeah, well, that's that's sad. They may well get their shit rocked, but uh, we deserve to be there, and, and so know, fuck off. Let's wrap this one up, Brennan, with a final tweet. Um, Gru at Gru's World tweeted, Fuck the goddamn Missouri fighting Michael Sams. So there's a little... Uh, little homophobia for you. Close the door on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, I was disappointed in the South that they would bring up, you know, racism or homophobia with the Ferguson or, or gay tweets. But, you yeah, know, they, they, they let me down a little bit. I never would have expected it from them. Oh, I, I was expecting it. They do, they just don't disappoint, Colin. You, Brennan, disappointers never disappoint. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am <laughs> a little surprised at. So many people who have at least some some grasp of the written English language and are able to tweet, uh, even though they come from uh, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Oh, you know what, Brendan? That isn't our last tweet, because I wanted to give one to... This one's a guy from a Chris Holcomb, who works in Atlanta on a local television network, Channel 11. Uh, he tweeted, so the team we beat 34-0 to is now going to the SEC championship. <laughs> Which I responded to, yes, that's exactly what's happening. You understand the situation perfectly. <laughs> So I'm glad everybody is on the same page. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of fun, and I really, really, really hope to be reading a lot of angry uh, Alabama fan tweets. I don't expect it. Like I said, let's preface this by saying Alabama's really, really, really good, and we expect to get our asses kicked, but it would be oh, so glorious. Well, I think the best part, or the worst part is going to be the, the, the Georgias and the Arkansas and the, the Volunteers or whomever. Uh, they're going to, uh, during the game, if we are losing, they're going to be tweeting at a lot of stuff. But, but my thought is, is we beat you guys. Um, well, we didn't beat Georgia. But, you know, we're here. You guys aren't. We beat most of you. Um, what would Alabama do to you? Yeah. You know, that's what gets me. Is like we don't deserve to be here, but we had to beat you guys to get here. Yeah. The, the only other thing I was thinking, if Alabama fans are going to be tweeting at us, it might be really tough to read it to you all because the spelling and grammar is going to be so atrocious from the Alabama fans. <laughs> so anyway, let's take another break, Colin. What do you say? And then uh, we were gonna we were gonna go back to Kansas news. We had a one time only segment of Arkansas news last week, but they proved to be such fertile grounds of ineptitude. And they were and, so gracious in victory. And, and they were no, such, sorry, they were so gracious in defeat. Yes. And uh, so I feel like they earned another week, Brennan. They were such horrid pricks. I think what we're gonna do <laughs> is gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back with a little more Arkansas news. This is the Mazodcast. And that sound means it's time for Arkansas news. Yeah, fuck Arkansas. Arkansas. Fuck Arkansas. If if you're not familiar with the show or the segment, this is typically a segment that's called Fuck Kansas. But uh, last week, uh, because me and Brendan want to help Missouri uh, ingratiate itself to the SEC, decided to hop on board with the Arkansas... Battle line rivalry. Exactly. And because Arkansas has been so gracious in defeat, we thought maybe we'd extend their time in our news segment with a little uh, Arkansas news. There you go. So our first story comes to us from the AP. It says, uh, hot dog tong robbery. Renee Jackson attempts to rob Arkansas convenience store with utensils, cops say. (laughs) 
So he's armed and sort of dangerous. An Arkansas <laughs> man used a pair of hot dog hot dog tongs to threaten a convenience store employee and customer during a failed robbery attempt on Saturday, according to police. Renee Jackson grabbed the utensil from the counter at Fort Smith's J Mart on Midland Avenue. He attempted to rob the place, but I really, I guess, nobody took him seriously enough to actually give him money because of his state of in- intoxication, Corporal Stephen Dooley told KARK4. The suspect told authorities he was tired of not being respected by his wife and children. <laughs> Jackson faces two counts of aggravated robbery. Well, I think um, being uh, arrested for attempted robbery with um, hot dog tongs is probably not going to help his pursuit of respect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even the people in the convenience store didn't respect him. The guy had to feel low after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like if you if you had a mind to rob a place, you just bring a you know a weapon with you, whether that be a gun or a knife or some other object that actually would be proficient in killing someone. I'm just trying to think of other things that might be around a convenience store that would be more lethal than hot dog tongs. I just I can't believe he couldn't find a wooden spoon or something. You know, something that worked better. <laughs> Antifreeze and just in the eyes. Uh, he could have like ripped off a lighter and you know the little cans of WD forty they sell in the back mm-hmm. and you know you know flamethrower action or something. I would have think I would have thought that that twenty four hour energy drink they always have on the front counter, just mm-hmm. forcing someone to drink that would be scary enough. <laughs> or throwing it in their eyes, God knows it had to blind someone. <laughs> It's awful stuff. Uh, it see. is uh, it is bottled horse piss. Yes, <laughs> or buying them a lo- an Arkansas lottery ticket and then talking to them about the uh, crippling poverty and um, hope that they don't have by scratching <laughs> it off, <laughs> make them sad, and then you can take all their money. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next story comes to us um, from CNN. Actually, it says Brett Cummings, a TV weatherman found with naked dead man, quits his job. A TV weatherman quit his job in Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> because he couldn't take the heat from a scandal in which he was found in a hot tub with a dead man. What the what? <laughs> well, let's read on. <laughs> Please. Thank continue. you. Ar- Thank you, Arkansas, for these many blessings during this holiday season, by the yeah, way. Terrific. No one has been charged with a crime in the death of Dexter Paul Williams, age 24, whose lifeless body was discovered last Monday. But meteorologist Brett Cummings resigned his position at KARK. The station was getting continuous inquiries, and Brett thought it would be best if he resigned. His attorney, Mark yeah, Anderson, said. he thought that. <laughs> well, something tells me the station manager may have thought that for him. <laughs> I think you might be right. Uh, Cummings had stopped appearing on air last week after it was revealed that he awoke on Labor Day in an empty whirlpool next to Williams, who was purple and blue in the face with a dog collar around his neck and nothing else on his body. Hmm. I wonder what they'd gotten up to, Brennan. <laughs> I'm sure they're just good friends. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there weren't drugs or anything else involved either. Uh, let's see. A night of drinking and snorting illegal drugs. Uh, there <laughs> you go. There you go. There it is. Preceded William's death, Barbara told police, although he didn't know what kind of narcotics they'd been inhaling. Yeah, well, that's 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 risky business there. <laughs> I feel like he does know what kind of narcotics they're inhaling. And I also feel like pretending like you don't. Doesn't, doesn't really help your cause. We already know you are snorting something. And what the difference does it make? I'm assuming this was his gay lover with a dog collar around his neck, blue and purple and high. Yeah. Um, knowing that it was or was not cocaine is not going to change your situation a great deal. No, no, but sure not. It's a real uh, Whitney Houston type situation, it sounds like, <laughs> bathtub overdose. Yeah, homeowner Christopher Barber made the grisly discovery when he woke up because of the coming because of coming snoring. Uh, Cummins screamed and vomited on a carpet when he realized that his friend was dead. Should we say, is friend the right term? Do we want to use friend? I feel like, um, you know, he was more than a friend, it sounds like. I don't take baths with my friends, for instance. Do you take, well, do you take nude baths with dog collars around their necks? Oh, well, I do do that, I guess. My mistake. Yeah, this is good. Well, you're good friends. (laughs) Yeah, my very close, close friends. (laughs) I just want to know what this homeowner thought when he came in. Like, what? Any dead man situation is going to be a little unsettling when you see a your local weatherman <laughs> next to a nude dude in a Bloating dog corpse collar. of a dead man <laughs> floating in your hot tub. Um, one has to one has to think you're going to re you're taken back a bit, <laughs> and you can think what led me here, what decisions in my life got me to this point. Oh, this is fun. This yeah. is fun. Good old Arkansas. <laughs> our Kansas. Let's see. They should, as they said, an official Arkansas crime lab report uh, told CNN they should have the autopsy uh, work finished in about a week. Arkansas crime lab, I assume <laughs> that's just a guy with a dog sniffing the body and, and saying, yep, he's dead. <laughs> yep. 
Dead for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Time to bury him. So, uh, yeah, great, great story. Uh, what else you got for us? Oh, Arkansas uh, news. This is fantastic stuff. The legend of Boggy Creek. Con- conventional cryptozoological wisdom has it that Bigfoot generally sticks to the Pacific Northwest. I think we had a Bigfoot story last week, didn't we, Colin? We sure did. Bigfoot's becoming a theme. Yeah, but for years now, people around the small town of Fuck, Arkansas... Or is it Fook? It's F-O-U-K-E. Let's just go with Fuck, Arkansas. Yeah, I like it. The small town of Fuck, Arkansas, near the borders of uh, Texas and Louisiana, have seen their own versions of the legendary ape man lurking on the trees of the banks of the Boggy Creek. Those sightings go back as far as the 30th. The Fuck Monster, as I'll be calling him, became a mainstream sensation in 1971 when two families straying from a remote cabin claimed they were attacked by a 7-foot-tall, 300-pound bipedal creature covered in reddish brown fur now that just sounds like an arkansas lineman yeah yeah absolutely actually a little small for an arkansas lineman. <laughs> that's for sure jesus so they were able to scare the thing off with their hunting rifles but not before 25 year old bobby ford was allegedly wounded by the beast sending him to the hospital with animal-like scratches on his back when police investigated the scene they saw claw marks on the porch and odd three-toe primate footprints in the area but no concrete evidence of the creature was found shocking shocking as well yeah um so I'm to believe that a bunch of guys with rifles saw a giant hairy beast in Arkansas and didn't fire round after 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 round into the woods? I find it hard to believe. Well, I'm uh, I'm calling shenanigans on this story. I would just assume that three uh, Arkansas backwoodsmen. You have to assume that they're so heavily drunk that anything <laughs> they say, they say three toed footprints. Are they counting themselves? Because I don't think their num- numeric math well, skills are. What they what they fail to realize is that grandma's had three toes for quite some time. <laughs> Shot them off, and she often walks around outside barefoot, chewing on a corn cob pipe. <laughs> She's probably hairy. <laughs> Intrigued by the stories of the monster. Uh, local advertising salesman Charlie Pierce borrowed $100,000 from a local trucking company to make 1972's The Legend of Boggy Creek, a feature film with interviews and footage of the authentic fuck monster, um, <laughs> as well as reenactments of sightings. I think fuck monster goes back to our, our last story, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> Including the Bobby Ford incident. I think there's a meteorologist in Arkansas that could go by the name Fuck Monster. <laughs> Former meteorologist. Former meteorologist. Also known as the Fuck Monster. <laughs> there's an 80% chance of Fuck Monster. <laughs> the film was marketed in, for drive-in theaters and Saturday matinees and proved to be a big hit, bringing in over $20 million in the box office. So it was also credited with inspiring the Blair Witch Project, says no one. Um, <laughs> new sightings of the Fuck Monster around Boggy Creek... <laughs> Crop up every few years, adding new elements to the legend. Some subsequent witnesses say the creature has long, monkey-like arms. Others say he's ten feet tall with glowing red eyes. And some accounts mention a horrible smell. Now, okay, come on. That's every Arkansas person. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame the, the fuck monster part. on that smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fuck monster smells like a delight compared to a regular Arkansas citizen. <laughs> oh, So that... Um, of course, there are those who believe the sightings are little more than a case of mistaken identity, with a bear being the most likely culprit. But whether real or fictional, the legend of Boggy Creek continues to grow and undoubtedly will do so for years to come. Well, as long as there's idiots in the world, Brennan, it absolutely will. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, anyway, that, that, that'll do us for Arkansas news. I'm, I'll tell you about uh, Arkansas's next game next week, but oh, but they don't have one. No, they sure don't. Their season is over. They yeah. will be playing in a very, 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 very shitty bowl game mm-hmm. at 6-6. Six and six. Well, when you're a team like Arkansas and most of your team has had you being hot garbage, hot garbage. you end up not playing in bowl games. That's right. They were the, West, the worst of the West, and, uh, you know, Missouri's played a lot. They played Kentucky, Vanderbilt. Uh, they played South Dakota State. They played a lot of hot garbage teams. Hot but at the end of the day, after a 21-14 to 14 defeat, while our fans scrambled onto the field and they lurked into the locker rooms crying, Arkansas was the most hot garbage hot, of the season. So, Absolutely. Anyway, so that'll do it for uh, Arkansas news. I've enjoyed it. I'm afraid we might have to retire it until next season. But uh, Kansas, you'll always be there for us. We That's still hate you. I heart Kansas. <laughs> so we're going to take another break. We're going to come back with a little fact or fiction. 
Alabama edition. This ought to be fun. Absolutely. If we can't beat them on the football field, at least we can make fun of their horrible, horrible, horrible nightmare of a state. <laughs> Look forward to it. This, this is the Mazodcast. And we're back, and we're going to get to do something here that we really didn't expect all season long because Alabama nor Auburn were on our schedule being West teams. But since we're going back to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, we're going to play a little fact or fiction, Alabama edition. And this should be good because uh, Alabama has to be one of the most hot garbage states in the entire union. I mean, yeah, they really are. They're they're out they're they're in the top five. They're fighting for that lead. You know what I mean? When I mean, they're not just um, a perennial, perennial, uh, a perennial football power. They're also a perennial hot garbage state. Hot, hot they are indeed. They're a triple threat too. They they can get you with obesity. They can get you with illiteracy, and they can get you with racism. They come at you from all sides. Yep, it's so, like the wishbone offense. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. So, uh, Colin, are you ready to play a little fact or fiction, Alabama edition? Absolutely. Let's do this. Or fiction. So our first uh, first clue comes to you now. Is this truth or is it fiction? Bear wrestling matches are prohibited in the state of Alabama. Well, Brendan, I'm going to say that they are because of of late, you know, um, animal cruelty has become such a hot button topic in our country. Sure. And I feel like that at some point, thank you, Michael Vick. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like at some point somebody said we shouldn't be wrestling bears to protect the bears. Now. Mm I think a long time before that, somebody should have said we shouldn't wrestle bears because it leads to humans having their heads ripped off their shoulders. Right, one but it was it was the uh, it was the cruelty to the bears that ended up ended this uh, proud tradition. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be correct. That's right. Bear wrestling is prohibited in Alabama. They are a progressive state when it comes to the art <laughs> of bear wrestling. So, uh, here comes another question for you, Colin. Incestuous marriages are they legal? They are legal in Alabama. Fact or fiction? You can marry a relative in Arkansas. Fact or fiction? Or Alabama, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to say you can't. And the real reason being is I feel like there's a federal law that says you can't marry your first cousin. I don't know. I think it's a state's rights issue because in Alabama <laughs> you absolutely can marry a cousin. It is fact. Well, so. I guess you can't win them all. <laughs> no, you can't, but you can't but fuck you can. your cousin. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please, please continue. <laughs> in Alabama, it is illegal to injure or maim yourself to escape jury duty. I'm sorry, can you give me that one again? <laughs> in Alabama, it is illegal to injure or maim yourself to escape jury duty. I'm going to say you can't do that. That's not, you can't do that. <laughs> you think it's illegal? Yeah. That's correct. It is, in fact, illegal to maim yourself. The interesting thing for me is that they had to make that a law. Well, I think that goes back to what we were talking about last week. Is What precipitated needing this law in the books? I'd like to hear that story. <laughs> so here's another one for you. Uh, it is illegal to play dominoes on Sunday in Alabama. Um, I wouldn't see why, but it, I'm sure there, because it's deep south, there's a lot of super laws, yeah. evangelical nutbag uh ultra-religious, stupid laws that make no fucking sense whatsoever. So I'm going to say, yeah, this is true. You cannot play dominoes on Sunday. That is absolutely correct. You cannot. Be careful if you do. Watch out, domino players. So, it is illegal to wear fake mustaches that causes laughter in church. (laughs) Again, um, I'm going to go ahead and say this is true, and I, I wish I knew the story that precipitated the need for this law. Mm-hmm. That it is true. It is true, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that it came about from uh, the hilarious art of wearing fake mustaches. And um, Alabama's people, when they're they spend most of their time when they're not lynching African Americans, they are in church, and so that's <laughs> why it happened that way. So let's see. I got a couple more here. Um, it is illegal to sell peanuts in Lee County, Alabama, after sundown on Wednesdays. That seems oddly specific, but I'm going to say no. That I can't imagine there would be a law that specific on the books about selling peanuts after dark. Well, I feel like you're underestimating the county of Lee in <laughs> Alabama because absolutely you can't be doing that. It's a law. It's a fact. They really there should be there should be an explanation under each one of these laws when they print it. 
Yeah, my guess, if I had to guess, that there's a circus that came to town on Wednesdays that somebody in the town in Lee County didn't like. Yeah, and if you can't sell peanuts, you can't have a circus. So uh, somebody probably associated peanuts on Wednesday with the devil somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So they can't have none of that. Yeah, I imagine fifty to seventy percent of laws in Alabama are the result of somebody being scared of the devil. <laughs> I'd wager to say you're right. All right, here's a city law, possibly. <laughs> in the city of Auburn, it is illegal spit on the floor of church. Again, um, I hate that this is a necessary law, but I'm saying it's a law. I'm saying that's absolutely true. Okay, and your final true or false fact or fiction for the state of Alabama, because, of course, you were correct, is men who deflower virgins in Alabama, regardless of age or marital status, may face up to five years in jail. Just for having sex with a virgin. Apparently. Regardless of circumstance. This is what I'm bringing to your attention. Is it fact or fiction? <laughs> sure. Let's say fact. I hope it's fact. Fact. It is a fact. In fact, um, probably the law exists because there are no virgins over the age of 14 in Alabama. That makes sense. So if you are to It's really flower, just a pedophilia It's law. really just a pedophilia law. They didn't have to bring up the age because it was just in, implicit in the law in Alabama. Sure, sure. If she's still a virgin, she must be under the age of 14 because she's And been... faster than her brothers. <laughs> <laughs> she can win a foot race. I'll say that for her. <laughs> so good job, Colin. I mean, I, I, one thing about this um, week's fact or fiction is they were all true. Absolutely every one of them was indeed a fact. Alabama, you're one fucked up state. So with that, uh, now that we've learned a little bit about Alabama, let's uh, let's look forward. Well, let's look back to the week. Besides the Mizzou game, there were a lot of interesting SEC matchups that brought us to where we are, to the championship game. Let's talk a little bit about them and then look forward to our SEC SEC championship game. Uh, Colin, Thursday night before Missouri took the field against Arkansas, LSU played Texas A&M in a matchup of two teams that had absolutely nothing going on, nothing at stake. Um, LSU pulled out a victory that brought them to 8 and 4 for the year. Texas A&M finished at 7 and 5. No one would have thought that going into this season. Texas A&M started like a house on fire and ended up just dropping like a turd from a rooftop and uh finished up 7 and 5. Both will be going to a bowl, but uh nothing doing as far as playoff uh implications, not any, any chance of going to an SEC title game. So that one was a stinker. Yeah, um I this was kind of uh I kind of predicted that one. I I think LSU is the better team. Um I think uh a&M was a lot of smoke and mirrors early on in the season. And um, like I said, I've said before, um, Sumlin, their coach, I feel like is a stone-cold dum-dum. So um, I don't expect them to have a great deal of success, at least sustained success, until they find a coach who's not a dum-dum. Well, we don't have to play them anymore, so I don't really give a shit whether they are good or bad for the immediate time being yeah. until we – we'd only have to face them in a championship game. I do have kind of a soft spot for them just because they're our brothers in arms and like, like we former are Former Big 12 guys. Yeah, former Big 12s being uh, taken into the SEC, although their tra- their road has been a lot less bumpy than ours. Ours has been like a prison rape. Theirs has kind of been like a – I don't know, like a, a nap on a feather bed. Interestingly, too, they've been wildly embraced even though they have, have had less success. And uh, while we've been looked at it with scorn for some reason, but uh, I imagine that's going to stay the same, and I'm, I'm liking it. I, yeah. The more they hate us, the more we're actually parts of the conference instead of just these newbies. So uh, we'll skip over the Friday game. We all know what happened there. Uh, go Tigers. Sure do. That's, why, that's wonderful. So anyway, Please South Carolina and uh, Clemson. Uh, Clemson, ranked 21st, beat South Carolina 35-17. to Clemson finished the season 9-3, and ranked 21st in the country at the time. That surely went up. Uh, South Carolina finished 6-6. Six and six. They are bowl eligible, but they were a wild disappointment this year. They were they really predicted were. to be one of the contenders for the SEC title, and they never had a chance of doing that. They never looked good. I think they were ranked 13th, but Missouri beat them. and uh, So that tells you... You know, they had already had a tough loss at that point, and that tells you where. Um, oh, A and M beat them hard in the first game. Yeah, of the that's what I'm saying. They so they were way they were really well thought of, and after losing to A and M, they'd only dropped to 13th, and then Mizzou beat them. I mean, um, people thought very highly of this team, and they were just a colossal disappointment this they year. They were hot garbage, if ever there was. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see. Georgia played Georgia Tech. This was interesting because we played on Friday. The SEC East was wrapped up on Friday night. Georgia knew going into this game against their in-state rival, Georgia Tech, that they had no hope for going to Atlanta for the title game. Georgia came in ranked number 9, Georgia Tech 16th. 
Uh, Georgia- I noticed after Georgia lost this this game, the Twitter trash talk from Georgia fans kind of quieted down a bit uh, since they can't even dominate their own state. Yeah, that's sort to of limp- feel like they could dominate the SEC East seemed like a bit of a, a reach. Yeah, that took a little bit of a starch out of them after they got beat thirty to twenty four in overtime. Georgia Tech apparently ate. in such a crushing fashion too, yeah, Brennan. Uh, they Georgia literally had the lead in this game with eighteen seconds left. It was forced in overtime, and Georgia ended up losing. Um, so Georgia, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to reach into the back here and say, "Go fuck yourself." Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Georgia ended up nine and three on the season. Georgia Tech's now ten and two. Georgia, uh, this news, breaking news, will not be going to the SEC title game. That's a shame. That is a shame. Louisville, Kentucky game. You're Paul cares. Feinbaum. It's a real shame. <laughs> uh, Louisville versus Kentucky, a game nobody cared about except Miles Hinkle. <laughs> uh, name drop. <laughs> name drop. Louisville number twenty two. Kentucky not ranked in any sort of way. Uh, other than basketball. The one thing I was disappointed about this outcome is if Kentucky had won this game, they would have been bowl eligible, and it would have been the only SEC team not going to a bowl was Vanderbilt. And so I was disappointed in Kentucky for losing this game. And at several points in this game, they looked like they were going to take it, and their defense was just abysmal. Yeah, the game was 44-40. to Kentucky put up some points. It's a shame they didn't win um, from that standpoint, from an SEC standpoint, because 6-6, uh, you know, six and six, it would have been the same exact record as South Carolina. And so, uh, but they weren't able to do it in the end. Louisville uh, won the day. They uh, they're nine and three. Kentucky's five and seven. Florida versus Florida State, probably one of the most anticipated games in the country. Not for any implications for Florida by any means, but mostly because Florida State is so hated because of rapist Jameis Winston. <laughs> and Florida State has looked shaky all season long, though they continue to win eleven and zero going into the game. You can't take anything away from Florida State. They are undefe- they are undefeated. They are twelve and zero, and I will never I'm I'm never going to drag them through the mud like that. But people were excited for this game because they I mean truthfully people thought a middling SEC East team in Florida had a real shot at beating twelve and zero Florida State or eleven and zero at that time. So that tells you a little bit about I think the way most people view um, Florida State and their conference is they think a middle of the road SEC East team has a real good shot of upsetting them. Yes, and uh, despite that, all the games we mentioned, uh, South Carolina played Clemson, Georgia played Georgia Tech, Kentucky played Louisville, and then Florida played Florida State. Florida State, of course, won that game 24-19. ACC went 4-0 and against the, big, the SEC this they weekend. They sure did. They sure did. I got somebody uh, cramming that up my butt last night uh, watching the uh, – Alabama Auburn game at a friend's house. Somebody liked to like to bring that up quite a bit to me. Uh, I would uh, I would say that of those four games, only one game, only one team in the SEC was actually considered worth a shit and a contender for anything. Georgia legitimately got beat in overtime at the last moments by Georgia Tech. South Carolina, Kentucky, and Florida were all hot Mom, garbage hot, this year. Garbage. So they, sure. while they can't take away from the ACC, they won those games. It's not exactly like they were going up against LSU, Auburn. Well, I think we've discussed it in previous episodes. I think what makes the SEC the best conference is not that they're so much better than everybody else. It's just that from top to bottom, they have more good teams. It's just it's a per capita game, not a we're so much better than everybody else game. It's just, you know... From week to week to week to week, unless you're playing Vanderbilt, you're going to get all you want in the SEC. Yeah, but it had to feel good for the ACC, who has taken a lot of shit because uh, Florida State's looking. People keep saying that they're walking through an easy conference to get where they are. Florida State beat Auburn last year, and they're going to go to the playoff, and they're going to get their chance again. So, I mean, uh, if they they go in there and – you know, push Alabama shit way up there in the playoff system. You know, they'll have beat Auburn and Alabama in consecutive years, and uh, I don't think anybody's going to be able, SEC or fan or not, going to be able to argue that they are the best team in the country, hands down. No, they'll have earned it. This is the playoff system now, so they'll uh, they're going to have to go through somebody to win this thing. So uh, they they do deserve to be there, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Old Miss played Mississippi State in the annual Egg Bowl. Mississippi State was ranked number four in the country and currently, or they were in contention for the playoffs as well. Um, they shit the bed. They really did. Old Miss beat them 31 to 17. This is again, um, I don't, Auburn had a really bad loss earlier this season when they were still kind of in the talk, in the talk. And it's like, how do you do this, Auburn? How do you do this? And this is the same thing with Mississippi State. How do you let this happen? This is your season, man. This is, you are going to the playoffs if you can pull this out. You're going. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, you know, I can't say Absolutely. that to a certainty. In, you're going to have one loss. You're going to be 
uh, you're going to be in the playoffs, and you just you shit down both legs. It's awful. It's some awful. would have said that they had an easier route to the playoffs than Alabama because they had Al- Alabama, of course, won their game against Auburn, and uh, yeah, Alabama still got to go lock arms with Missouri, right? And so Mississippi State, they could beat Ole Miss and then just go straight to the pl- playoff picture and not have to worry about anybody else. Of course, they shit the bed, like we mentioned. They finished ten and two, same record as Missouri. I'll mention, uh, and Ole Miss finishes at nine and three. So uh, it was a little bit of sweet redemption for Ole Miss, who got uh, shut out against Arkansas the week before. Mm-hmm. The final game we'll bring up. Well, I mean, we can talk about the Iron Bowl too, but we know we've already discussed that a little bit. Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. This was just a pride game for Tennessee. They needed this game. They needed to beat Vanderbilt, however, because they finished the season six and six with the win. They're also bowl eligible. This was much more of a game than Tennessee fans would like it to. <laughs> That's be. right. Tennessee only won twenty-four to seventeen. So it's always close, Vandy. Hates Tennessee with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Vanderbilt's going to come to play, even though they don't bring a lot to the table. Tennessee did manage to pull off the win. They are bowl This was kind of shocking to me from the standpoint that I know Mizzou's defense held down Tennessee, but Tennessee had been putting up 50 burgers before they ran into Mizzou, so I kind of expected Tennessee to, to run it up on them a little bit in Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt played hard and, uh, you know, played a respectable game. They were 0-8 in the SEC at the end of the day, but uh, good for you, Vanderbilt. I love you. Yeah, your degree is still year. worth more than all of our other degrees put together. So. That's right, academic winners. <laughs> so, and like we said, the Iron Bowl was the last game. Uh, Alabama won fifty-five to forty-four. Auburn gave them a hell of a game. Yeah, going into halftime, you felt like it was Auburn's game to lose, or to yeah, to lose. And uh, boy, Alabama came storming back. And I think, like I said, an avalanche of talent from Alabama just erodes your team over time. And by the fourth quarter, you're just when are they going to quit throwing? fucking five-star athletes at us, and they never stopped throwing them at you. And no, you Alabama just, put up 21 fourth-quarter points, and you're just mm-hmm. never going to win, yep. giving up 21 They're, points. In the uh, they played in the fourth quarter like Mizzou does. <laughs> well, it's pretty hope. goddamn good. Let's hope. So now that that's our SEC picture for the year. We're wrapping it up. All we've got less, left is uh, yeah. next week, Alabama will face the University of Missouri Tigers in Atlanta, Georgia, for the SEC title game. Yep, that, that, that's happening. That's our preview for next week because there's no other games. Mizzou faces Alabama. And it's, yes, it feels weird coming out of my mouth. I'm sure it feels weird going into your ears. Well, it, it felt extremely strange to say Mizzou versus Auburn. It feels even stranger to say Mizzou versus Alabama. But I hope it's a term that I get to say a lot over the coming years. Um, I would like to uh, become the perennial power in the East and have to lock horns with these guys fairly often. I would love Mizzou to be considered an Alabama rival at one point in my lifetime. I think that would be that would that would have said great things about our program and where it's going if that's the case. If in ten, if if my children look at Alabama as a tried and true rival, then Mizzou's done some some wonderful things. We've got a long way before we get there, but that would be fantastic. Uh, before we wrap this show up, I think we would not do the Tigers justice without naming this week's Kirk Farmer's Hair sponsored Player of the Game. Yep, Kirk Farmer's hair is immaculate, and so are our Tigers. And they have a certain individual on the roster this week that deserves our praise. So that player is going to be, I don't know, Brendan, who do you think? Well, you know, there were a lot of great performances. Uh, there were a lot of people I would definitely take off the list, um, uh, certain offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. But, and then, for instance, like Jimmy Hunt, who had a really terrible game for the first half. For the first half, and they ended up being a big hero. He led some of the drives late. Um, but honestly, one thing I have to say, we've I, we've never given him a, a shot at the at the Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game Award. Matty Mock, we needed him on offense, and he uh, he drove us down to a lot of like bubble screens and and like little short slants, and he was right on target. Even long passes that didn't connect, he was threw it exactly where he needed to. He threw it away from defenders. The only interception he had was a tipped ball that really wasn't hit. one of those. His fault, his, yeah. Not his fault place. I I put Matty Mock in there in contention for the award. Britton, I couldn't agree more. I've, in fact, the, the two players that I, uh, I think are in contention for, in my mind, for the Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game more than anyone are the two players that have taken – more shit on this show than any two players um, that I can think of, and that's Matty Mock and Andrew Baggett. Now, I'm not going to give any award to a kicker, no, but I mean, in, I won't in give the any first half, to a kicker. In the first half, he was our offense, and he hit consecutive 50 plus yard field goals. So he 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 deserves an honorable mention. But Matty Mock mm-hmm. threw the ball well. He Maybe ran Kurt the Kurt Farmer's pubes player of the game. <laughs> sure, Kurt Farmer's pubes player of the game. I'll give him that. Um, but Matty Mock was. 
How about Mark, Marcus Golden, although he, he, you know, he had a good game. He did have a good game, but I think, you know, Maddie Mock deserved this game. I mean, even the, with all the passes, if this if they don't drop 15 fucking passes in this game, his line looks amazing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that 44 or, you know, longer bomb that Jimmy Hunt dropped, that would have added significantly to his uh, yeah, yardage then, in the game. Yeah, it's... He just he played a terrific game. He turned the ball over, like you said, that one time, but that really was that was a tip ball. Not really gonna throw that against him. It was, to my mind, you know, at least since the cupcakes and the and the uh, non conference opponents, this is his best game he's played. And um, I'm gonna give it to old Matty Mock. He's earned it. Um, and uh, good for you, Matty. Matty Mock, you are this week's Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. All right, Colin. I think that'll do. Is there anything we missed in this big, exciting week of college football? No, I just I feel like uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, both the Arkansas and Georgia fan bases are officially hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. And uh, go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Arkansas. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Georgia. Fuck yourself. So uh, we can all agree on that. I think one thing that really feels good is that Georgia fans feel like we beat this team 34 to nothing. We're so much better than Missouri, mm-hmm. yet they're sitting at home, stewing in their own fucking stink. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, they really, really can go fuck themselves. They really can. I'm going to reach here in the bag one more time. There it is. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Well, I think that's what we needed to finish the show with. So, uh, Missouri... Congratulations! It's been a fun ride with you this season. I can't believe I was going to say it after a certain, you know, some lulls in the middle of the season. You are our back-to-back SEC East champions. Congratulations to the team and Gary Pinkle. You deserve it. I'm Brendan Steenbergen. Brian couldn't be here. I'm Colin Steenbergen. Go Tigers! Go Tigers!